What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four-letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life, and balance, where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live, and we replace it with powerful, easy-to-use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited. We have the most amazing guest today here on Still Human, Elaine Williams with Kathy Keegan. We started this podcast for people. If you've ever felt frustrated about personal development or we wanted to back about coaching and use comedy to make fun of ourselves and life and more lightness and kindness to the world. So, and I'm so excited because we have the most amazing podcast. Guest today, Asayo, who I know from the Lisa Sasevich world. Tanya, you do branding. You do so many cool things. So I'm I'm just gonna let you introduce yourself because I probably can't keep up with you. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Elaine. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited just to see what happens in your world. Um, so yeah, I bet I come from the branding background, like you mentioned, Elaine, you know, I worked for many years in New York city as an art director and advertising, you know, in those huge corporations doing multi-million dollar accounts, you know, like Starbucks and Samsung and AT&T wireless and Nabisco and all the shebang. And from the outside in, it looked very glamorous, you know, kind of like Mad Men, if you've ever watched that show. <laughs> And, but inside my soul was dying. I did not feel the same way. You know, I felt like I was meant for more. So my career has evolved from the big corporate world. And now I work with women entrepreneurs and helping them. um, It's mostly with women that have been told that they couldn't, that they weren't good enough, help them own their value so that they can charge what they're worth and they can create a lifestyle of freedom, you know, have a better relationship with money uh, and, and bring that freedom into their life. Because the more money we make, the bigger the impact we can have in the world. I love so that's it. a little bit of where I'm at right now. That's I love beautiful. it. I love it. And I feel like that's a little bit of Kathy's story, too, because Kathy, you were in the corporate wealth management. Dun, dun, dun. And you were in charge of all kinds of things, right? Yeah. And, 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 yeah, she said using the most childish voice available to her. That's okay. Yes. You're allowed. It, you know, it, it is, it's interesting because I, I remember years ago when I had my, uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer and the way people in the company rallied around me, I saw everybody as humans, even the people who I did for they really <laughs> rallied and 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 I realized that really human good basic human beings are in the workplace why aren't we showing our best selves why aren't we given mm. that opportunity to really be in and show up as our best selves and there's a lot of drama that gets created there that's really unnecessary it's sort of self-inflicted suffering in some ways and I don't mean that people do it to themselves but yeah, it, it made it really, really hard because the outpouring of love and support that I got when I was ill was remarkable. And I'm like, oh my God, these people are awesome. And I thought they were fairly awesome, 
But then I thought they were awesome-er. And so, um, you know, I think that's the case today, too. Who are we when we walk in the door of the brick-and-mortar building? Who are we now as we sit at home in our home offices? Who are we bringing? And how can we... How can we bring that to light? Mm. You know, how can we find that sparkle inside us? I love that. Because, yeah, I mean, I think corporations are made up of people. But I think sometimes I know the environment can just be so... And, you know, my 15 years at the steakhouse, like, it was so toxic, so patriarchy, so, you know... And I understand when you're doing crazy amounts of volume and you're growing so much... And you have people who've never really been trained to be managers. They knew how to like count the money and do the mm. books, but they didn't know how to manage people. You know, when you have that, like that's like a recipe for like, dun, dun, dun. you know, and I think that happens in corporate America every day. But I'm, I know all three of us learned so much from it. You know, I, I would always tell, I was like the life coach, of course, at this place. And I would be like, you know what? This is great lessons for when you're in the Broadway show and you don't feel like it and bringing your A game, no matter what, this is great lessons for whatever you do. You know, I would always try to reframe, Mm -hmm. which we talk about a lot. So Tanya, um, I'm so happy that you're here and I know that you have been, you know, pivot, pivot, pivot. And I know that I think you have something coming up. Tell us what you're up to. Tell what are you excited about? What's going on? So, yeah, I, I just want to point out, too, of like what both of you are saying. I, I do think that corporate has amazing people. It's just like you're saying, you know, can we how can we manage them? And maybe that's not where our purpose is meant to be. Like we needed it to be part of our history sure. and for our growth, like you're saying, and those learning lessons um, But we want to tap into who am I as a, as a person? Why am I here on this planet? Mm-hmm. What's the bigger reason that I'm here for? And maybe I had to go through corporate and maybe I had to go through illness and have corporate people support me. Or maybe I had to go through the steakhouse, you know, and just go through just the chaos of what's going on there to take you to this point. Right. I always refer back to, you know, it's like that uh, commencement speech from uh, Steve Jobs with connecting the dots. Mm. You can't connect them moving forward. You can only connect them looking back. So I don't regret, you know, I'm very thankful, even though it it, didn't align with me, corporate world. I'm thankful that it gave me the career that it gave me, that it gave me the opportunities that it gave me, because if not, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And so it brings me back to what you're saying, Elaine, of, what gets me excited and where am I at? If you would have told me five years ago that I would be teaching about business strategy and money and our relationship to money to women, I would have laughed at you. I would have been like, I'm a creative, I'm an art director. I don't do sales. I don't do strategy and business and money. I come from a patriarchal country. You know, I was born and raised in Spain at the end of a dictatorship in a very patriarchal family. We don't talk money. That's a taboo subject. You know, that's a men's thing. So it's funny that you ask because, and I was talking about this with Kathy when we talked a couple of weeks ago of, you have your own plans and then there's divine plans, you know? So 
here I am going down the creative and the art director right. career, <laughs> and now I've been put in this place of, you know, yes, I was born in Spain and raised there to a Spanish father, an American mother, very patriarchal country and, and, and family, but with the opportunity to come and live in the States and the country of freedom where we can connect with more women mm. and bring this out, you know, like how can, what I've realized in these last couple of years is just, I'm a freedom seeker, you know, like I just don't like any type of oppression of anyone telling me what to do, how to do it, when to do it. I just don't like that. And like many of us, I don't think anyone really likes that. But here's the thing. I don't like going around either as a victim, like, oh, I'm a woman. Uh, you know, like we have it so hard and we're the minority and da, da, da. You know, like I don't want to ride on that story either. Like, yes, it is what it is. And I don't want to take away, you know, I make it less than what it is. But it's also a huge opportunity for women in our time in history to rise up, yes. to step into our purpose, to, to do these things that, you know, like I'm saying, you know, like, yes, look at your finances. It's not a men's game. Just because you were told that you're not good at math, I sucked at math. I had a tutor at school. That's why it makes me laugh that now I'm talking about money. <laughs> but on the other hand, when I was systems and the strategies, you know, thanks to my husband, who's super supportive and we have amazing men in this world, these kind of things, you know, that want to and build us up. He's like, Oh, connect with my financial advisor. You know, once I invested all my money from my 401k and then I put it into an IRA cause that's what you're supposed to do after corporate. And I did that with a Citibank guy. I didn't ask the right questions because I didn't know what the questions were. I didn't even know what a dividend was back then. You know, I'm not a financial advisor, but I did take that money and started learning. And I started learning the systems for business. I started learning the systems for money. How can you make money grow for you instead of us working so hard mm. at it? And I'm proud to say that in 10 years, I've, Ford X my money, you know, that I took from that account because I followed steps versus just abdicating, abdicating. my yep. power to someone else. I love that, and Tanya. So what am I up to right now? Is that it's helping women. We need to all empower each other. And where there's those fears and those questions like, what do I do with the business? Or I don't know how to do this. Or it's okay. None of us knew how to do it. None of us are born with this stuff. And start talking, having more conversations ah. about money, about business. You know, I love this. this whole lid on the table. I love. So that's what I'm up to. Oh my god! I thank wanna, you. I know. I'm like okay. Kevin. You go. You go, and then I'll go. Oh my god! Oh my god! No. You know what? We need. We need this huge standing ovation soundtrack here because Tanya, what you said, uh, it's just it's so inspiring. It's and what you're talking about is learning how to ask for help that there's nothing wrong yes. with asking for help. <laughs> She's got applause oh, okay. playing. I was like, is it a hair dryer? No, it's it's an applause. You. I like it. And I've got crickets and, and I've got <laughs> a rim shot and I've got booze, but we don't need booze. Cause yeah. No. 
Anyway, oh my gosh, yeah, Tanya, it's so inspiring, and it's it's you know being able to ask each other for help and being able to say I don't know because you know what we can't know it all. There's so much out there, and it's so great because we can learn. You know, we can learn, and and mm-hmm. if it if it ends up being the wrong path, then you take another path. And and the thing that you were saying about everything connecting back in time. I can tell you today that that I wouldn't change a thing in my past because it's all what led to here. Mm-hmm. And it all makes sense. So even selling bratwurst sandwiches at a racetrack <laughs> when I was in college. I didn't know still, that. <laughs> it's still related to being a Woolworths countertop, you know, waitress at the Harvest House Cafe is related to being a laborer driving around in a truck after the storm of 1978 to living in Spain. And Tanya and I have stuff in common from Spain. Now, I Tanya and I, we met. Two weeks ago for the first time. Yeah. And you've already been to Spain and back? Is that what you're telling We've me? We've already <laughs> been to Spain. I, I I was in Spain just post Franco and I said, Oh yeah, I went to this university, St. Louis. She said, SLU? You went to SLU? And it was like, oh my God. Oh my she, god. We went to the same school in Spain. In, in Madrid. Oh my God. That's crazy because i'm sure there's what a ton the of connecting the dots wow how cool right. is that because elaine and i just did a connection call about a month ago we have not seen or talked to each other in what four or five years away yeah. and she's like you have to meet kathy kathy lived in spain she's gonna love to tell you her stories and you can connect with her with this and that and what a cool full circle and talking about divine plans. Like, I feel like this is just the beginning. We have no idea where all of this is oh going. Oh my God. It's so exciting. Well, yeah. thank you. And, you know, and Tanya, everything that you said was kind of why Kathy and I started this podcast because, you know, you and I were, I, I was in this, I call it my million dollar mastermind. It was an awesome container. I needed something really big and robust to finally allow me to let go of this restaurant that I had been the, the top trainer and, you know, I helped grow it and, but my identity was wrapped in it and there was a lot of dysfunction. So I needed a really big container and it was not really the best thing for me because I wasn't a beginner, but I wasn't an advanced. And there were so many things I wish they had told me. Like, I remember, you know, st- st- say, okay, I'm going to do a webinar that teaches how to do a webinar and, and, you know, getting so excited and doing all this stuff for it. And then nobody showed up. And so then I'm sobbing, I'm full of shame and rejection. I'm going to fail for two days. And then somebody goes, Oh, they never, they never make when you're first starting out. But like, Oh, like there were so many things that I didn't, I wasn't told. I didn't know that I didn't know. I didn't know to ask that in hindsight, I wish somebody had been like for the amount of money and energy and stuff. I wish someone had been guiding me more closely. So anyway, I get it's all part of my journey, but that's one reason we wanted to start this podcast, especially if you're new in business or a new coach or something. Cause I know my experience, women, we shame ourselves. You know, I guess I should just speak for myself, but my experience, I've been a coach now for 20 years. And I, I love serving women and a few smart men, but I know, you know, in my experience, we internalize things and we feel shame partly because we're socialized 
oh, you're not good at math or, you know, men or whatever, the patriarchy. And so, you know, I'm all about like, can we laugh instead of shame ourselves? Right. Because, you know, a lot of us were grown up being shamed because that was sort of the parental thing or whatever. But now as an adult, I am so good at shaming myself, you know, and, and, and working with Kathy, you know, I'll be like, you helped me get out of my shame spiral. I had one foot in the toilet, but I pulled it back out. But anyway, so that's one reason we wanted to talk about like all the things that people don't talk about that we wish they would talk about like numbers, like, Oh, I made a mistake. Like, you know, so and like, and you know, the uh, other aspect of that is being an expert, having developed in a career, being at the top of your game, as you said, that's what you were just talking about. Same with me when I left the corporate space mm-hmm. and then becoming a beginner again. Uh. And the difference between <laughs> sort of, in, you know, the, the sort of the humility of being a beginner, but also it took me a while, you know, the, the constructs that you have. And again, I don't want to put down corporate at all. I, I felt I got so much out of it. Um, it isn't all bad by a long shot. Absolutely. It just could be so much better. And I think what it takes to make it better isn't as much as people believe, because I think if you focus on the people, that's where the change really starts to happen. Um, but yes. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. So next. No, that's okay. That's, you know, and, and Kathy, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, Kathy Keegan's mission is to end needless workplace suffering. And I just love that because it's, it's just so concrete, but, and that can mean if you're in corporate, how to re-empower yourself, or it can mean if you're um, your own boss and you can be a bitchy boss. Hello. Uh, (laughs) But I, I just love Kathy that you've had all this experience with HR and all your stuff with corporate. And then you apply this to working with your clients so that people don't have mm-hmm. to suffer, you know? And, yeah. and I let, yeah. and Tanya, t- can you talk to us a little bit about branding? Cause I, I feel like that gets bandied around and, you know, and sometimes brand new people like, Oh, yeah. I'm going to get branded. And I'm like, you're just starting out. Shouldn't you like start doing what you're doing first and then, you know, so can you talk, speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it's an interesting subject. Yeah, thank you, Eileen, for bringing that up. Um, I feel what I found, like you were talking about this, the Million Dollar Mastermind, you know, to me that opened up when I entered that world five years, almost six years ago in October. Um, I felt like a veil was pull, pulled open. And like, I did not know that entrepreneurs existed. You know, like I always considered myself a freelancer because prior to that, I'd been running a studio with my husband for about six, seven years where we offered all kinds of branding, creative services, you know, graphic design, photography. But like you were saying, it was kind of like the feast and famine. Here you have two creatives. He's an art director, too. And it happens to all of it. For anyone that's listening, you don't have to be a creative. You could be. Uh, working in the healing world, or you could be a masseuse, or you could be a copywriter, you could be whatever it is, but neither one of us had gone to school to learn and get trained in sales or in business. We did not have an MBA. You have two creatives trying to Oh my God. Um, (laughs) That's not going to work. It's just a recipe for disaster. Yet, like you're saying, Elaine, there's all this shame. Like, it was really a feast and famine. Some months we'd like 
make it and get a client. And we're like, yeah, you know, this is awesome. We're making it. We're shining. This is awesome. And then the next month it's like, oh my God, I think we're going to need to go get a job. You know, like there's no money coming in. We're dipping into savings again. And it was like that for seven years. It's not because of shame. I'm not good enough. But again, that's what you're carrying from your past or your culture mm-hmm. or your family or previous spouses or whatever your story is. And you're making it about yourself like you did with the webinar instead of looking at the bigger picture and saying, well, this was an experiment. What did I do right? And what did I do wrong? And when I entered that million dollar mastermind, I realized all the things that I was doing wrong because I had no previous training. Mm. I did not ask for help because I can figure this out on my own. And as women, we tend to be that way. I'll figure it out on my own. I'm super. I'm good. I'm resourceful. I'm good. Yep. I do it. I got it. I'll, I'll figure I'll it out. I'll look up YouTube videos. I'll hang out on the free webinars or podcasts, and I will piece it all together instead of just and instead of reinventing the wheel. It's so much easier to just follow someone that already has those systems and to look at the numbers and see what it really means. Like maybe when you did your webinar, Elaine, you know, you're like, oh, how many people did I have on my list? Only a hundred people. Well, what are the numbers? Only 5% shows up and registers and out of the 5% only, you know, whatever the number is, 3% uh, show up to the actual webinar. And here you are that if you do the actual statistics, maybe that would have meant that only one person would have shown up to the webinar once you looked at it and it has nothing to do with you. And I share all of this because branding Mm. is a little bit the same way. I feel like we're in an era right now, you know, which has its advantages. We can all start businesses so easily. Mm -hmm. We can just go out there, print out some cards, open up a template website, you know, on Wix or Square or whatever your website platform is, pay a couple hundred dollars, thousands, if anything, and you are in business. You can start collecting money. You know, this is not like 30 years ago that you were working harder and you had to go ask for a loan. Right. You had to believe in yourself. You had it, you know, to get it going. So there's a different mentality nowadays where because branding involves, you know, it's your image. It's what's the image that you're putting out there. Right. And be remembered remember you. I have a formula that I teach my clients and in my events that's called the SET formula. And what it stands for stands for is your skills plus your experience plus your talents is what makes you authentic and valuable. So once you can become aligned with this, with your skills, your experience and your talents, it's almost like competition melts away. Because even though Kathy and I went to the same university, and even if we studied the exact same career with the, and we had the exact same skills, which I usually compare this with my husband because he's also an art director, his experiences in life are different than mine. And his talents, what comes easy to him, because there's a difference between skills and talents. Skills are things that you've learned, that you've sat down. Talents come more innate. You might just be a good organizer, or you might be a good people person, or you're just, you know, there's just certain things that come naturally to you. So there's never going to be anyone exactly like you and as unique as you. So when you're putting your brand together, 
you want to bring these things out, you know, like what makes me different as a copywriter or as a coach, you know, there's so many coaches out there. And then we all get worried about like, Oh my God, she's going to steal the, you're at a networking group or networking event. And there's three other coaches there. They're going to steal all my clients that I could have in this networking group. You know, like there's that fear. And it's like, no, if you can connect to this set formula that I talk about, and if you can create your image and your brand, because going back to what I was saying, it's so easy to set up a business nowadays. So it's like, oh, I'll just get some photos done that my cousin will do for me because he just bought a brand new camera and I, or with my iPhone, you know, iPhones are so advanced. I'll just do some nice selfies and that'll be my main photos, my professional photos. And let me, and for my brand, my graphic design, my logo, that's easy. I'll just go down to Kinko's, look at some of the templates or go on to 99designs, which tend to be a lot of similar templates too. And here you have the exact same cookie cutter logo that a hundred other people have. And the photo that's not professional because you took, but you feel like, oh, let me express myself, you know, through my <laughs> graphic design, even though... I don't have to hire anyone else because we don't keep that in mind. Again, as women, we tend to like, I'll figure it out on my own. I'll go on the cheaper side instead of figuring out, okay, I need to hire a graphic designer or an art director. I need to hire a copywriter or copy content for my for my web. I need to hire a photographer. And maybe at the beginning, you don't have the funds for that. Right. I get that. That's totally fine. But study, educate yourself about branding because it's not something that you just throw out there. It's going to hurt your image and your rep reputation. You're not going to become memorable. I used to teach a class called a brand new you. I haven't taught it in years. I have it as a home study now because I'm more focused on setting up the systems for our business and, you know, in our relationship with money. But just if you can't afford Hiring those people at this point in your business, at least educate yourself of like what does branding entail? Like I I cringe when I go onto websites and people have like fifty different fonts on them. Oh my like, god. Oh, a headline and one color, you know, and it's Times Roman and then the next one, like there's no thought to the fonts behind it. Again, I've studied this. I've gotten an education in art directions. That was my master's. I studied communications. Like there, I understand that I've had an education that a lot of people haven't had, but there's something to honor in that too, because you've had that training and hiring the experts that have had those trainings, whether it's a photographer, a copy content, copywriter, an art, a graphic designer. Do you want to do your research with that or at least educate yourself if you can't hire them at this point and have it in mind like, okay, a, a year down the line, I will hire the photographer right? or I'll hire the, you know, the, the branding expert or, or the graphic designer, if that makes sense. That was a I long love that. answer for no, everything and, that you're asking. You know what? And I feel like that's a lot of nuances, you know, and since I teach communication, right? So like, even though we're talking... I'm speaking words, but there's tone, there's delivery, there's my energy, right? I can be like, I'm so excited to see you guys today. And that's not congruent, <laughs> right? Um, and, but I feel like branding is one of those things that is important and it's easy to be like, oh, whatever. But yeah, like I, 
I had hired this, I allowed this person to talk me into a new website when I was perfectly happy with my old website. Big regret, but whatever. But one of the things I remember thinking, I don't think she knows anything about design because the font was like crack. It was like, you know, and I, and, and I don't know much about branding, but I just knew like, this is giving me a headache. And I, you know, so I love it. That's such a great, you know, I think too, that what you're, I mean, what I'm hearing too, is that branding is my foundation. It's who I am it and is. what I bring, right? And so when you look at, there was a building when we lived in New York City, right across the river from us, they were building a building and from scratch. And they took so long on that foundation. I was like, are they still doing that? Well, guess what? <laughs> Our whole lives, we're still doing that, right? So a lot of it is about branding is, is getting to know yourself and to know yourself really well and being able to answer some pretty hard questions, but you have the answers within you yes. and it's worth it to do the hard work. And so often we think that because there's a template out there or there are three bullet points on how to be the best coach ever, that we can just put it all together. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's that ability to say, help, and it's okay. I need help, and it's okay. We're here to support each other. And mm-hmm. the other aspect of the competition I think is so important, too, is that there really is this feeling sometimes that there's not enough. you know. And we have, we have circumstances yes. in our world where it looks like there isn't and there isn't. But, and... In terms of what we do, there is nobody like you doing what you do. Mm-hmm. And, and Tanya, you're right. If, if, if we're in the same room and we're doing the same thing and someone gravitates to you, what I understand is they relate to you more. They're going to be more successful with you. And I don't take it personally anymore. That's the beauty of coaching. Coaching kind of is mm-hmm. one of those things that sort of self-selects. It's a connection or it's not a connection mm-hmm. and it's okay. No harm, no, no foul. There are plenty of us out there. And I think that's why there are so many of us out there mm-hmm. because we really can make a difference. It also has to be a good connection. Mm, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I, I feel like I, that's what, thank you for bringing. Yeah, go ahead, Tanya. Sorry. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Elaine. Well, I was just saying how, no, I was just saying that I'm glad that you, that you reiterated the, the foundation because i usually have a diagram with that of like what our business looks like and it's a house it's actually a house it's so funny that you said that kathy and it's branding is at the bottom of it it's the foundation of the house and then it's divided into three rooms like one is for you know sales and marketing the other one's operations and you know um management and the other one is delivery you know so you have to know what percentage you have to devote at your stage of your business, but the branding is the foundation there. And you really have to ask yourself those questions, whether you hire someone else or you're doing it yourself. What is my, like, you just made a comment on my logo. Um, oh, it's right beautiful. We got on the call. It's a little illustration. It's a hand-drawn stick figure. Cause as an art director, believe it or not, 
I was never a great drawer. There were other art directors that, that could draw 10 times better. And this was before we presented stuff on the computer comps. At our school, our training, Miami Ad School, they had us do everything by hand. So I would just do stick figure drawings and then write a little descriptor underneath. This is a woman doing this and that because my drawings were not <laughs> as good as other art directors. But going back to that logo, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a what do you call it? It's a stick figure drawing that represents your inner child and it represents my energy. You know, like when I wanted to put an image out there, I wanted to be somewhat sophisticated, but also playful. So other women can relate to it, you know? So you want to think this is just a tip for anyone that's putting branding together, whether you're rebranding or starting a business, think about three adjectives that represent your business. You know, like, is it, are you playful and sophisticated or are you elegant or are you, do you speak with curse words? You know, like what Elaine was saying, you know, your tone of voice, how do you express yourself and how do you bring that to your, to your image? How do you want people to remember you? And by doing that, then you can translate that to your images, to your copy, to your video, to your speaking and your presentations. Are you more shy? Uh, you know, like, and when you gravitate to those templates and those business cards or those logos or those websites, what are you liking about it? Why do you like it? And when you have that understanding about yourself, it'll be much easier to work with the website designer, with the graphic designer, because we tend to think that they're gonna read our mind and they can't read our mind. You have to be able to verbalize to them, like the whole look is in blue and the hues of blues or, you know, we wanna work with illustrations that are black and white, you know, like you wanna be able to express that to them because you've already done that work. Mm. Again, Elaine, go for it. I get too excited about all these things and helping people with their no, and business, so whether it's with branding. I, I love it. And I think, you know, this is the one thing I've talked a lot about this with Kathy of the fine line of, um, you know, being willing to be a beginner, but at the end of the day, it's still your business. So like being able to ask for help without abdicating. And I, and I don't know, like, yes. if for so long, I would be like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then I would find somebody and I'd go, oh, good, here. And they'd be like, completely overwhelmed because I wasn't articulating <laughs> or I would just completely <laughs> abdicate. And I, I felt shame about that. And then I realized, Elaine, your background is in the arts, restaurants, comedy clubs, real estate, you, you've never been trained. You didn't get an MBA. You didn't know how to manage people. I mean, I can kind of manage my, my handyman and stuff, but, but, you know, and I had a lot of, um, shame about that, but I, and I think for me, that's been a long process of like, there is a messy middle, right. Of like, okay, I need to learn about branding. I want to think about this more and I really don't have a clue so, but I could, I could do some of my own homework, you know, so like bringing something to the conversation before you just go, whatever, help me, fix me, you know, which is how I used to approach a lot of things because <laughs> I'm 15 emotionally, but no, on a good day, I'm 18 now, but, um, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Kathy's like, thank God, Jesus. Wait, 
my inner toddler would like to express something and and her expression is myself you know and that's who's usually trying to run my show is that you know i don't need your help i'll do it myself i'm a smart girl you should know this by now kathleen right So funny, all the different ways we speak to ourselves. And um, okay, well, Tanya, we always we like to ask our guests: Is there a funny story or an embarrassing thing that ha- has happened to you in business that you would be willing to share with us? Because um, you're obviously very successful. Oh, I have. No, we all have these. And I think that's a great question to ask because it takes away this whole mistake that we think everyone's so perfect and they started up here. Um, Let me think about this. See what comes to me right now with business. And while she's thinking, I have a great one. Yes, go. I have a great one. So. A couple, so my business model is based on live events. You know, before COVID, I was doing all these live events, you know, a couple times a year. And I think it was, because I didn't do any last year, maybe it was the year before, 2019, August, super hot. So it's a three day event, and I'm talking to the hotel manager, and they're telling me a week before, look, the room that you want to do the, the event at, the AC is kind of iffy. And here we are in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where it can reach 90, 100 degrees summertime in August. She's like, maybe we should move you to a different room for the event. And I'm very particular. And I was like, no, I don't like the other room. The, the ceilings are too low, but here's what we can do. So we came to an agreement where we would start in the room where the AC was a little bit off and that it could die at any moment. And, but they were gonna have the other rooms set up in case we needed to move the people into the other, into the other room. And I'm in the middle of doing an offer at my event, Saturday afternoon, the AC goes down and I'm talking to everyone and I'm inviting them to join me to my year long program. And I'm on stage in front of 30 women. And literally, I kid you not, some people falling asleep in front of my face, like dozing off because it is so hot, freaking hot in that room. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not going to move now in the middle of this because there's a sequence with everything. I definitely learned my lesson with that one. You know, it was just listen to the hotel manager, listen to the assistants. And yeah, it was a disaster. It was a disaster of an offer, you know, being on stage and here you are preparing all this time. And no, it did not work out good. I had at least two people falling asleep and a couple others leaving early because it was just too hot for them. So I had no attention from anyone right. in that room, basically. Oh God. Mm. It's just like attention went Oh, thank you for sharing that. Yes, that that's, was that's that's funny now. If I can share. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny yes. now, but it wasn't, wasn't then. There. Um another one that just happened recently was on Clubhouse. You know, I don't know if you ladies are oh, on yeah, Clubhouse yeah. and you know, we're trying to figure out the rooms and I was with another colleague, we were co-hosting and I don't know if, because we're not hosting it under the right club, because when we've done it under the right clubs, we've had a lot of women come in. But this particular one, 
one woman and I started doing the teachings and she left, you know, because you can go in and out of the rooms. So it was like me and the other teacher, my co-host, and talk about shame. You know, at least I started laughing, Elaine, like you were saying. I was like, okay, she just left in the middle of my teaching and there was only one person. I either cry or I can laugh about this. And we just giggled and laughed about it. I was like, well, what, you know, like, again, we went into the learnings. What did we learn about this? Was it because we weren't hosting with the right club? Right. Was it the time of the day? You know, like, I'm not, I've learned to not, even though it stung a little bit, I was not making it about myself. I'm like, there's something that we're missing yeah. in the metrics. Yeah. And we need to correct it and do it again. So, yeah, that was another one. If you can that's laugh beautiful. at these ah. things and at least learn from them. I love it. That's yes. the key. So it's a great Love it, Tanya. Thank you. You know, it makes me think of, I was doing Barefoot in the Park, the Neil Simon comedy, and it was my biggest role, you know, in a long time. And we were at this beautiful opera house in Texas. And, you know, I am the star. I am the Jane Fonda role. And it was just, and I remember it was an after we did a matinee and all these old people were on their meds and like, there was like the whole front row was asleep. And I just remember thinking, oh. I have done all this training. I am a trained actress and they are asleep on the front row. But, you know, it, it's definitely humbling. And, um, and yeah, you know what? It probably had nothing to do with me because I, it, I had a great you know, it was cast well. It's a great, it's Neil Simon. Like, it, it's a great, it was a great production, but they were just old. It was after lunchtime and they were on their meds. But yeah, it was, it was, no. um, thank God we can laugh, right? Thank God. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I know, I know you have something coming up, Tanya. We would love for you to share um, about it. And now this drops a little bit later and oh. drops in May. Oh, so okay. I just want to make sure that I don't want it to have already happened because I want to make sure that people are able to connect okay. with you, Tanya, in any instance, whether it's the upcoming event or, something or anything else. thereafter. Okay. Because you're an inspiration. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. So you're, you're so I'm good with details. Thank you. Yes, I will have what's coming up is at the end of the month and it's not... Um, not in May. They could still go to it. What I have going on is it's called Increase Your Income and Impact. It's a it's an event. We're moving it online now instead of doing it live. And the next one won't happen until either end of the summer or fall. So we will see, but you can get on the waiting list. You can go to increaseyourincomeandimpact.com if it's already happened, because we're doing the spring one right now. And there's a couple other things that haven't been put back up, which is designing my life workbook. It's a free workbook of how to design your life because looking into all the different areas of your life, since most of us plan more our trips and our weddings than we plan our life. <laughs> it's a great little workbook to do. It's, uh, I do it a couple times a year. I go through it because I can rate myself differently in different areas of my life. Like maybe I'm very focused on business or career, but I'm neglecting the fun and play aspect of my life or relationship or the romantic side. So it's always good to do it. Again, that's um, designingmylifeworkbook.com. 
And I have something else coming up. It's the top mistakes women make with money. But I'm not even sure what the URL is with that because the VA is trying okay. to set it up for me. So I okay. wish I could share that with you guys. Well, how do they go to increaseyourincomeandimpact.com? Tanya, say that again. How do they find you? Right now it's increaseyourincomeandimpact.com. Okay. And and then they can get on the newsletter with Designing My Life Workbook at okay. this point. We can That's wonderful. As we're going. We'll also yeah. get a bio and a write up too so that we can um send that around so that people will have access. Oh, I'm so glad you're good at details, Kathy. Oh my God. It is is such an honor to have you here, Tanya. I am just so thrilled. This has just been the most, just such an uplifting conversation. It's so uplifting. I'm sweating. And (laughs) um, and I just want to let people know who are listening, right? Because you don't get the glow. If you're not, if you're, you know, if you're watching, you get to see me all shiny Um, anyway. But um, Elaine, I think that people need to get in touch with you. Oh, thank you. you. Before we wrap up. Yes. So I and I'm doing, you know, I do a free training on the third Wednesday of every month. And you can find out more on CaptivateTheCrowd.com. I have a confidence on camera checklist because we all need to be making videos because it's hot. It's where it's at. And there's a million things you can do with them. And I'm on a mission to help heal the world with love and laughter and kindness. And I cannot do it alone. So I need a whole movement of people to come join me. And I'm also going to be doing a cool challenge. But um, anyway, but Kathy, how do we find you if, if people are suffering in their workplace or they have horrible bosses if they're self-employed? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Elaine, I just I'm flattered you asked. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I'm at KathyKeegan.com. That's my website. And if you want to email me, it's Kathy at KathyKeegan.com. How do you how do you like and that? That's we tried K's. to keep it fairly simple. Kathy Lots with of K's. Kathy Keegan. Yes. yes. Exactly. And, um, and, you know, and one of the things that I can really help you with, especially if you're about to make a really big decision, I can help you eliminate coulda, woulda, shoulda. How'd you like to leave that in the past? I would love to. So reach out to me because I'm telling you, I, I developed this tool for myself when I've made huge decisions and I can go back and read what I wrote at the time and realize, oh yeah, I made a good decision with all the info I had at the time. And so those moments when you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have. It's like, read your letter. Awesome. Great, great. Well, well, Tanya, thanks again so much. We just loved having you. And I'm so happy that we reconnected. And I feel like we're going to do some more cool stuff. I think I have this feeling. Yeah. And you know what I want to offer you, you, ladies, for anyone that's listening with the podcast, even if the event has passed when once this drops, connect with Kathy, Elaine or myself, and I will give you uh, a coupon code so that you don't have to pay $197 to join the event. You will be able to come on a scholarship and come for free since you are carving out the time and you've listened all the way to the end of this so just connect with us that you're interested just email them or email me uh with the title event you know scholarship or guest you know and see and and we can pass that information on to you as a gift for your time and being here and listening awesome thank you thank you all right thanks ladies thank you
Bye. Bye. Bye, We'll see you next time. Bye. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at stillhumanpodcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykeegan.com or Elaine at captivatethecrowd.com. See you next time.